What's going on, guys? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. Before we get into our motherfucking, what is this, week five recap, do us a favor, go down and subscribe and like this video. Even comment something, your biggest fucking surprise of the weekend. What blew your mind the most? But as all, Oh, that motherfucker. Every other week he's here. But as always, I'm Paul Pickham, Wyndham, Concha, and I'm with... Hey, man, you already know it's that boy, Kev. Water boy, Savoy, you feel me, man? Don't ask me no water. So why? We got that drink in our cup. 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 But, hey, man, this is another episode of Totally Blitz Podcast, man. Paul, man, I had a good weekend this weekend. This weekend, kind of just spent the whole Sunday watching football. Usually, that's what I always do. But, like, there's at least 105 distractions. This was the first time I actually spent the entire Sunday watching football. I was like, wow. Like people would call me, I'd be like, yo, what's up? What you doing watching the game? Watching no, I'm watching the game. Catch you later. That boy Lamar doing his thing right now. You got to come back again. But now this was an interesting week, and Tone got set immediately after them boys fucked up in London. So yeah. what, before we get into any of the crazy shit that happened this week, let me know how we did in our records this week. Because you've been busting my eyes. What, you two weeks in a row busting my eyes? Yeah, like I think two or three. I think three. That might be three. Got that really bad week. But you turned it around. We've been turning around. Uh, week five, ten and four over here. Kev going eight and six. It really came down to that Rams Cowboys game that really like separated me up by two games. Uh, but locks and dogs, we both did. This. Well, we both had the same dogs. So we both went zero and one. I knew I should have threw the Cowboys in there, but I was like, no, nah, double the mojo. Kev. Washington Carson Wentz needs it. And then on our locks, we both went one and one. The Eagles didn't come come for you. I'm not the the Eagles came for you, but the Jags shit the bed for you. Me, the 40, 49ers balled out for me. The Dolphins, we'll get into it, but it was a tragic Sunday. Don't get me wrong. The Jags ain't shit, and I've been saying this for years now. But Damian Pierce is a dog, dog, grown-ass man. He had some runs. That one run that he almost scored on, I know Marshawn Lynch was in that bit. I'm so proud. He's nah, dragging people an extra four or five yards and shit. That shit is insane. That's a, and you understand these are grown men that play like in a professional men's league, like some strong motherfuckers to be dragging. But it's your favorite time of the week. Time for your water boys games of the week, right? So this is what's interesting about this week of games, because I low key could have went. I low key could have had eleven or thirteen. You wouldn't have been able to argue with me. Would have been like these are all games of the week, even though it's only like ten, only like ten, ten games. But this was a fun-ass fucking weekend, so I'm just kind of, kind of go. I told us not to write them down this week and not kind of just run with it because like, I didn't know which ones to pick. So I'm going to start off with the ass-whooping of the week. And I feel like every motherfucking week, I find a new reason to bring up the Bills. You feel me? The Buffalo Bills, they scored. When he threw that 98-yard touchdown to motherfucking Gabe Davis on third down, third and 10, they could have did that and they could have just took the rest. The offense could have took the rest of the game off and won that game. But they continue to put that fucking iron on his ass. Josh Allen had a career day with 424 yards and three, no, four touchdowns, I believe. Yeah. Three or four. Four. And, and then motherfucking Gabe Davis showing that he's a fucking grown-ass man. I could just ripping that bitch from Minka Fitzpatrick. Like, he didn't catch that bitch with one hand in the first place. This game just kept popping up on my red zone. Even James Cook got in that motherfucker. Like, this game would not stop popping up on my red zone. I'm just like... Yo, these motherfuckers are dogs. Like, I, I this is what I called it. I, I need to go. We need to get a flashback episode. We need to start having flashbacks so I can call them and, like, 
yo, this is the Bills' chance to come through, dominate, and show that the best in the league, man. What is up with your Steelers, though? Because I know how you love you some Mike Tomlin. Uh, the offensive line is still are still just so bad. Nigel Harris cannot get anything going, partially because of the O-line. One thing that I would say is uh, that made, made me not as doubtful as some is that Pickens was being used. Pickens had, like, over 80 yards. Uh, Kenny Pickett over 300 yards. Like, they seemed like they were actually moving the ball somewhat. Even though it wasn't like they were going far and scoring touchdowns, it did seem like the receivers were happier that Kenny Pickett. And it, it, the stats showed it, too. Like, I think the Bills are still the Bills. Bills had two rough weeks back-to-back. So, like, now that they're playing against a lesser competition, I'm not shocked that they blew them out. And plus, Steelers beat them last year in, like, the first two weeks. So, the Bills, I'm pretty sure they just wanted to, you know, just stamp it that hey, we bust their ass this time around. Yeah, I mean, the Steelers did beat them last year. They did upset them, boys. I remember that game. But the TJ, without TJ, TJ Walker low-key walked into the building and asked for $200 million next year. Because without him, this team looks atrocious. On defense, they look like you can do anything to them. And there's so many holes in that bitch. So, like, yeah, wonderful. We'll see where this team can go. What's your next game right here? Another blowout or? Nah, nah. nah. I just wanted to get that out there because, you know, I like talking about my Super Bowl picks. <laughs> but on to the next one. Is the motherfucking Commanders, Cousin Carl, taking an L to the Tennessee Titans? Derrick Henry, what do you have, 88 yards and a touchdown? Not too bad. No, I think, he had, like, I think he had 100. I think he broke the 100 number. I want to say he had, like, maybe I'm thinking of in between. I think he did. And then um he actually, um he might have finished the game. I, I almost took the under on him because I believe in the yeah twenty eight carries, one hundred and two yards. Not bad, not bad. But C- cousin Carl, so like I want to give this one to you though, because you talked, you called cousin Carl doing his thing. I just showing that he's a decent quarterback and he looked great. So how did you feel about this game? Because you called it. You said I look at this like I would call this the first game was asked of the week. We would call this one the you was right, we was wrong. Yeah, I got, to be honest, like, Wentz looked great for three and three-fourths of a quarter. Up until that last drive, he tried to give the ball up three times in that goal line, like, goal-to-go situation. And the third time finally was intercepted, and that was game. That was, like, his only pick of the game, too. So, I people are going to ride with it, like, oh, Wentz sucks, all that stuff. But 350 yards of passing offense. Uh, Dewami Brown looked like he was balling, not balling, but he got those two deep shots, one for the, uh, one for like, I think at over a hundred yards or something, but he had like one for like 60 yard catch or some shit. Like everything looked like it was going right until you need Carson. I think the problem with Carson is if he's back is against the wall, he, he, he might do some reckless shit. And that reckless shit is when he fucks, when it, it looks like, oh, this is why Carson Wentz is not a good quarterback. But for the rest of the game, like if you if they were having the lead right there, oh, this would have been like Carson Wentz bounce back week. He had 350 yards, all that blah blah blah. But that one interception, now this is the story that's going to be told on him, and I don't blame it. Like even Ron Rivera threw him under the bus. They asked him what what's the difference between you and the rest of the NFC East teams? They're all going, all balling right now. He said quarterback. Flat answer, like. That so Carson was like Carson Wentz might be on a short lease. We might see Sam Howell, the rookie out of uh, North Carolina, come in. Who knows? We'll see. 
Bro, I bet you Colts fans is in this bitch screaming. They wish they had motherfucking Carson Wentz back, like the way the Matt, Matt Ryan's been playing for them. So, like, I think you could pitch, you could trip, but this is way not better. He's not, he's better than Taylor Heineke last year. Yeah, I mean, like, 350 yards in that one interception. Like, if he didn't have that, I, I mean, even if they just got stopped without him throwing the interception, I feel like it's not that big of a deal. Especially if, especially since Aaron Rodgers went through the same motherfucking thing. God yeah. damn. Josh Allen is nice. But um, on to my final game. So this is where shit gets tricky, right? Because I wanted to go top in the morning, London, the Giants out here make everything look good against the motherfucking um Packers. But can't do it. There was one game I was locked in on during Sunday. Sunday and what one? And it was that those Chargers versus them Browns, kid. That shit was a fucking slobber knocker. Back I felt like I feel like the the Browns really came through ready to play. Jacoby Brissett was looking playable, and the Chargers had to really kind of show out. And then Brandon Staley, dumbass, going for it on fourth and one in the motherfucker at midfield. Bitch, motherfucking, like you said, man, they ain't got no motherfucking timeouts. Kick the mother, punt the motherfucking ball. Yeah, pin and, them. Have them, like, the, the only thing that's been working for them is their rush offense. Facts. And Austin Eckler's looked like a dog three games, two, three, we'll say two and a half games in a row. So, what do you feel about this? How do you feel about this game? Like, Eckler, dog, Nick Chubb, dog. Was Nick Chubb 17 carries, 134 yards? Like, I would say he got damn near 100 yards it's within seven carries, like within nine carries. Like, bro's a monster. Yeah, and Kareem Hunt, like his numbers don't look as good next to him, but it's still over four yards per carry, 11 for 47 in the touchdown. I just – they have a system. The system is fucking great. Let's run the ball. We'll use the quarterback when we need to because they're loading the box. But I felt like certain times in that game, Cleveland kind of went away from the run game. Like Nick Chubb only had 17 carries for 134 yards like he at halftime i believe he had 100 and something yards and like 11 carries why does he only have six touches in the second half like something like that like you if that's your bread and butter don't go away from it and on the other side chargers fan you fucking lucky that y'all won this game like i know there's people screaming right now about uh stanley's decision and for rightfully so what the fuck are you? it's cool to go for it on fourth down and you're converting shit but then it starts turning into stupidity when you're going for it when there, there's no reason you're already up. Just kick the ball with less than a minute left. Pin them. Like play trust smart football sometimes. Trust me, because he also makes his defense look terrible analytically because of that. But Jacoby Brissett coming down, that making that drive down the field. Jacoby's goal line, and they're only down by two. They're at the goal. They're in the goal line. I want to say it's about fifty something seconds left. It wasn't that much time on the clock. Throws this pick, kind of bails them boys out. Yeah. But what's your take on this Charger team? Like they kind of bail, they kind of got bailed out on that one. I don't know if Deshaun Watson's throwing that pick. So, what is your take on this Charger team? Justin Herbert, how do you do? Let me check. Uh, I the Chargers was, I can't take them serious as a title hopeful with the way they play, but I can say that they are a fun team to watch. Uh, like what do you have? Two hundred and twenty-eight yards, twenty-two of thirty-four. So it's not like he had a great day, but not a bad day in the office either. But I just, like, the Chargers, you can't be making those stupid decisions. Like, the coach right there just really, like, and his defense was, I trusted my defense in that situation. 
man, if you trust your defense, then you punt the ball and pin them. You don't, if you trust your defense, you don't give them a short field for the other team to work on them. That ass. I just, they're going to be the funnest team to watch because of these stupid decisions, these bonehand decisions, but they're not, I just, I can't take them seriously as like, oh, this team might win a Super Bowl. It's like, well, you no team wins Super Bowls when you're doing little shit like that to beat yourself. Dead ass, man. I think if it continues, like, even if they're decent, they might give him the boot next year if this continues. Like, they can make the playoffs, but if he continues with this fourth quarter bullshit, he really, really might get the boot. This fourth down shit. No, yeah. I mean, even Keenan Allen on Twitter, what the fuck are we doing? Like, that's just summing enough. Like, like you're a wide receiver watching the game at home because he's hurt right now is even calling – like, he's not just calling it out within the building. He's on Twitter calling out this decision. Oh, uh, yeah. But that game was lit, though, at the end of the day. That shit was fire. I think the offenses came ready to show, ready to play. And it was tough and gritty. I love to see every second of it. Like, that, those plays were nice. But that's your water boys games of the week. I really could have put, like, five or six or seven motherfuckers. I just chose those three. And we're going to come back with some more next week. But let's go across the pond, big homie. Top of the morning. This might be my honorable mention for water boys games of the week. But top of the morning, man, we in London with it, bro. What the fuck happened? Green Bay just fell apart the second half. You scored 20 of your 22 points in the first half. Aaron Rodgers looking good, two touchdowns. I want to say Aaron Jones is looking great, but, like, it's looking good. Randall Cobb uh, Randall Cobb has over 100 – not over 100 yards, I think 99 yards. So, like, he was being used in the passing offense. Like, then the second half, they just let – like Barkley just never died, and Daniel Jones is actually looked pretty damn good out there. I'm starting to like Brian the Ball. I'm not gonna lie to you. So this is the same team that Joe Judge had last year. I was running the ball, damn it, with a fullback on third and seventeen. So, like, I like that he has the same team plus some good. So, he has some, some – they got – they did really good in the draft this year. So, they got some good rookies. But this is a really good team. But it's the same exact team that we thought was really, really terrible last year. So, to see Daniel Dimes kind of just willing to win, Saquon showing out. Saquon is really, I think, the biggest difference. If he's balling and the defenses have to cue on him, it kind of takes a lot of stress away from a lot of the rest of the team, so it gives them chances to kind of make something shape. But how do you feel about the Giants' defense? They they clamped up second half. Second half, they 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 fucking started making adjustments. The two tipped passes at the line of scrimmage for the like end the game on Aaron Rodgers. The Shaquan, my big thing is just Shaquan's back. Like, the way he was making those cuts, like, he was just running hard. Like, and he was cutting hard. And then he got shoulder injury, left the game. People thought, oh, that Shaquan being hurt. That's Shaquan. He came right back and then broke off, like, a mean 30-something yard play right after. Like, 40-yard play to put him into the red zone. It's just like, oh, this man is, like, he might be number one pick next year in the fantasy football leagues if he keeps this up. You love to see it, man, because he's gone through a lot of tough injuries. But it's interesting to see this Giants team because they might – they're in a pretty tough division with the Eagles and the Cowboys, but they might be able to make something shake if they can continue to look legitimate. 
Yeah, the ball, like, coming over from Buffalo Bills, he before Josh Allen had the ball, Josh Allen was maybe going to be out of the league. Then when Josh Allen got Brian DeBall as his uh, off, heck, uh, offensive coordinator, we saw Josh Allen put up MVP runs and numbers and all that shit. So, like, I'm not saying Daniel Dimes is the next MVP would look out. I'm just saying, like, the ball knows what he's doing, especially on the offensive side. I love to see it, man. Next game, let's see. Our, our next game here was a complete fucking blowout. With, uh, oh, no, mind. Wrong game, wrong game. We already talked to Bills and Steelers. We had the Vikings beating the Bears 29-22. to And this game was like oh, the Bears could have won until that fumble at the end where the, the, the Vikings defense really came in clutch right there to stop all that. I really wanted to put this into um, Waterboy's games of the week. I didn't want to make it too long. And I knew I wasn't going to have a chance to put the Giants. I wasn't going to have a chance to probably put the Commanders and the boys in there. But again, yeah. But this game was going to be called Too Close for Comfort. First off, Daryl Mooney with that one-hand grab was fucking insane. Crazy. He's dog, bro. <laughs> like dog. He, he had a great rookie year for this abysmal second year right now. But it's respectable that they're continuing to fight, that this team knows they're not the best. But, like, the Bears don't give up. I will give them that. And they really almost took this bitch and came all the way back. They score points. It may be ugly, but they do score points. And, like, David Montgomery had a good game. Dalvin Cook, I called it, like, Bears, one of the top two worst rush defense in the league. Like, Dalvin Cook's going to have a good game. But he had, like, 90 yards, two touchdowns. Like, he was eating. Kirk, that second half, he threw an interception that almost costed the game that set up the Bears. But then, like, like I said, the Vikings defense really came in and was like, well, give me that ball. Fucking turned around with it. I was like, oh, shit. I didn't expect that to be the, the play of the game. Mm-hmm. They don't play, man, but Jay Jettas. Oh, time I broke the play. record. For what? Uh, I not the league record, but I believe he broke a Viking record. I pulled it out real quick because I bookmarked it. Yep, broke the team record for most receptions in the first three years of the career. He passed Randy Moss uh, with 226 receptions. Nice. And he had like 10 of those catches by first half. Like, he was balling. Not so much second half. but first half, he had like 10 and like 100 yards already. He's a dog. And he's just so versatile. The way he can just get in between defenders is insane. Then uh, what else? Oh, then I just want to say I'm not on the field strain. I still think he's not a good NFL quarterback, but I would say it seems like the Bears are opening the playbook a lot more for him. Like he he has less than like he was throwing 11 to 15 passes a game the first three weeks, and in the back to back weeks he has like 22 or 23 attempts. Still not a lot, but it's a lot more than 12 pass attempts. Like they're actually letting him throw the ball. Darnell Mooney's actually catching. Like Darnell Mooney's happy because they're doing that. Like Darnell Mooney had a thousand yards last year with Justin Fields. No reason why he can't do it again. Fact. But the Viking team needs to, um, when they win games, they need to kind of solidify it. I feel like last game was close to, or not, or the game before that. Yeah, when they almost lost to, and then they scored that to the Lions, and they scored that touchdown in the last second. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I was going. So we'll see, but these, both these teams have four, but that, this is getting to the part of the season where it's like you're kind of starting to see the real identities, the two colors of teams. That segues us perfectly into the next game because the next game was the Patriots blowing the doors off the Lions, 29-0. I was all over this one. 
Bell Belichick owns bad teams with bad coaching, the worst defense in the league, whether it's yards giving, points given up, bottom three in pass yards, bottom three in rush yards allowed. The Patriots, Ramon, uh, Dalvin, Damian Harris went out early. Ramon Stevenson looked like a fucking bell cow running back the way he was just running through the Lions. And Bailey Zapp, that's my other thing. Hey, more Bailey Zapp keeps balling out. Mac Jones' price is going to keep dropping. He better heal up before people realize that this is the Patriot system and they can make any quarterback look good. That's real as fuck. I think with this game, I literally wanted to tune into it, but I tuned in and it was already a blowout within the second quarter. And I was like, you know what? I'm out of here. But I think this just, this just, this just speaks to um, Bill Belichick as what a lot of people consider the greatest coach ever. Not me personally, but a lot of people do think that. Because what he can do against – it's just like when you're in boxing. You can't fight. And there's a dude that you know is not out your, at your level. But the dude you want in the fight is having some paperwork issues. What are you going to do? You're going to get him the fuck up out of there. That's what Bill does every time to bad teams. I don't think Bailey Zapp looked terrible. I think there's a lot of Nick Folk kicks. I think that pass to Jacoby Myers is pretty good. But – and the predict Kobe Myers had over 100 yards, too. I, I'm not too sure on the numbers, but he had a good day. But I have to just agree with you on this one. I don't want to speak too much on it, but I do have to just agree with you that the more the Zach Mac Jones' stocks is dropping and dropping and dropping, that gritty's only going to get worse and worse. <laughs> it definitely will get worse. Uh, next game, a, a really good game, and I'm going to give credit where it's due, but the Saints beat the Seahawks here 39-32. There's a fucking high-scoring game right here. Hey, America, play the, we're going to play a drinking game. If you sat, t- if you sat Taysom Hill, take a, take a sip. Oh, shit, bro. Fucking, I wish I still had some in this bottle, bro. I chugged the whole thing. What the fuck? Brad, four touchdowns? Four touchdowns, bro, and like insane tight threw a touch. No, I think scored three on the ground and threw one for the fourth. So wait, time out. So we both agree that the Saints have a pretty good defense. Yep. Geno Smith still torched these motherfuckers for 300. That's why I said I will give credit where credit's due. Because I did say if the Saints, even if the Saints beat the Seahawks, if the Seahawks do put up more than like 20, 23 points and they look like a good offense, I'm gonna give them credit because I'm not gonna be like Oh, they're only scoring on bad teams. Like, no, they just fucking Gino was throwing dart. Like Tyler Lockett, that shot fucking for that touchdown. That was the that was literally like what Russ was doing for his all his time. Like the moon shots over three defenders. And then he made one throw and he's rolling out on one leg this fucking dime. Uh I'm just like, wow. Like, okay, Geno Smith FU tours in full effect right now. He has something to say, man. I didn't know that last time I've seen Geno Smith, he was playing for the Jets. That's the last time I seen him play slightly decent. So to see him coming out of the ball these last couple of games is interesting. Let's see if he can keep that shit up. But these fucking Saints are insane. There's nothing you can do about these motherfuckers. These motherfuckers. You think Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill is going to start a quarterback next week? No, I think Dolan's kind of like Dolan's playing good right now. Like I just think he makes the quicker read out of him and Winston. And that's all you really need with, like, Olave. I know Olave got hurt, but that touchdown that he went up to get it on his way, like, that was just an insane. But, like, Dalton put it in the perfect place for him to get it. I just think he's making good reads. I still think Winston probably will get the start when he comes back, but, like, Dalton's making it kind of tough. They're going to be like, okay, Winston, let's make sure you're fully healthy. 
Let's just keep sitting you till you're full healthy. No, and that Chris Olave, that he hit his head hard. Like I, I respect that they kept that as a touchdown. Though. I was like, okay, that's fine. And uh, Rashad, only other news before we move to the next game is Rashad Penny broke his tibula. He will be out. Has a, it was successful surgery today, so rehab is where he's going to be going. He might be out for a while. But Kenneth Walker out of Michigan, he looked pretty good when he came in. There's a reason why they drafted him. He was like the second running back off the board. He's um, second or third, but Alabama running back. I know Michigan running back, Kenneth Walker. I mean, y'all used a good pick for him on a reason. This is like he's finally healthy. He was he was hurt when Penny became the starter. Now Penny got hurt, and now Walker's going to be starting the rest of the year. Interesting. Go pick him up in the waiver wires if, um, if he's available. Next, got- I don't have them yet. Waivers don't go through till tonight, so we'll see. If someone has a waiver priority, they'll get them. Uh, next game we have is the Jets blowing out my Miami Dolphins. People, just- yeah, people are gonna ride us for this. I know Jets fans are happy to celebrate it like it's the Super Bowl. I give them a hey, y'all win that on to next week. But Teddy B got hurt the first game, uh, not first game, the very first snap. Skyler, seventh round rookie, Skyler comes in. He didn't look too good. He looked like a seventh round rookie. Uh, we had no Xavier Howard. So we had a rookie cornerback as cornerback one. Sack Wilson still didn't look great. It was a lot of dink and dunce and a lot of run after catch. Like Brees Hall looked pretty good. He had a couple, like one big run for like 40 yards, a touch, like two touchdowns on the ground, not on the ground, but like on the day. I just don't think Zach Wilson is still the guy. And like people are going to like kind of take this as like, Oh, the jets are going to be legit. It's like, man, we're like that quarterback getting hurt. And then our left tackle pro bowler that we tr- got in the fucking free agency got hurt. Like within the first drive, it's just, I'm taking this as a grain of salt. When we get to it back, it's just on to the next week, but jets are going to be living this up and like thinking Zach Wilson is the Messiah after this game. Hey, two and no after the injury, man. I hope they enjoy it. I've never seen the Jets really win more than two games in a season. So I hope they enjoy it, man. They look good. They beat the Browns earlier in the season. Awesome bullshit. They beat y'all because I just thought it was crazy that Teddy Bridgewater got hurt and he couldn't come back into the game because of the new rule that got implemented literally like two days before. The game. And the issue with this is they said, so he cleared concussion protocols. He, he passed all that. But they said that someone saw him stumble when he after he got hit and he got back up. One of the NFL spotters said he saw him stumble. I have personally watched this video a hundred times because Miami media has been pissed off about this. That man didn't stumble once. I don't know where they saw the stumble. Like we, we like I'll have you. I'll send you the clip. Right, he never stumbled once. I think it's just like a Miami didn't like you know all this attention Miami was getting with Tua. Like they're just trying to like not let that story happen again because it made them look bad and they don't want that to happen. So like, but I will say this is fucking playoff time and Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady goes out with this shit that there's going to be a huge uproar. Like if he passes concussion protocol, but someone says this or that, like there's going to be some issues and I don't know what's going to be the perfect fix for this. Cause I, I, I don't know. It's player safety is number one, but like when playoffs come around and Tom Brady can't come back in, I don't think we'll ever doubt the NFL even let that happen because you know Tom Brady's their golden boy, and we'll get into that soon. But I don't, I don't know. We'll see how this goes. And if I soon we can get it right now. Yeah, that I mean that's the very next game on the list here. 
the Falcons versus the Bucks, and Bucks look good and up up until that fourth quarter. Everyone they have twenty one nothing, and then the Falcons start marching. And let me hear, let me hear your take, Kev. You think they look good for them? I don't think they look good. You're, but they're up twenty one zero. I don't think they their defense looks good. They were definitely up, but I definitely feel like they look good. And I just like that we just kind of using the fourth quarter with the ones that slow back. So I like how we kind of stepped up. I didn't look into the stats too much for this game. But Marcus Mariota, I feel like a lot of Falcons fans are losing their patience for Marcus Mariota. But, like, at the end of the day, this is what we got right now. We got to keep it moving. But I just think it's crazy how, like, we really were making this comeback. We're trying to make something shake happen. We don't have no Cordell Patterson. We're still over here trying to make something shake. And we get the stops to at least do something and, like, force it to your defense. And they called a bullshit-ass rough in the passer call. That was gazy as fuck. And that ended the game. And I was like, wow, this is how we coming, y'all boys? All right. Yeah, I mean, that rough in the pass, I – everyone's pissed off about it like not even like if bucks fans are happy about it but like even people outside of falcons media is like commenting on how bullshit of a call that was was it garrett jerry garrett or something Brady, Brady jared Brady, he's like a week one or two he had a big play also and i was just like oh this guy's a dog and now i'm seeing more and more of him i'm like oh like apparently they all got a real pass rusher like a real deal pass rusher right here yeah he got hurt last year that's why he didn't really um hearing too much on the podcast okay okay uh bucks offense still doesn't look good i mean y'all can say brady threw for 350 yards but it was all field goals and like one touch like it just didn't look like y'all they kept stalling like yeah he filled up the stat sheet in yards but those drives never really produced touchdowns and this is i'm not saying falcons have a terrible defense but let's just be real like they're not a top tier defense and this Bucks team was like, oh, this is gonna be like we're gonna do it all again. All that no, this Bucks team's offense, there's no more excuses. They're not the same Bucks offense that we saw for the past two years with Brady. Right. I mean, you can't you can blame it on the injuries, but even with all the people's in there, they really couldn't do anything too crazy. I always felt like the game was never out of reach, especially the way the NFL works now. And if we had got that last that last drop, it would have been fun to see what would have happened. Yeah. But we're playing great. I think we're playing – we're not getting wins, but we're playing a lot better than a lot of expected us. So it's pretty fun. Yeah, you could be like this other NFC South team. Panthers at home getting beat 15-37 to 37 by Jimmy G and company. I locked this up. We both were on this being a fucking blowout. Like, not much to be said other than, like, 49ers defense is fucking best in the game right now. Pick six early for the 49ers to set the tone, and they never really looked back. No, nah, bro, it's beautiful because I have the 49ers in every league. Shit is great. But the 49ers defense was awesome, and I think they were amazing. But when Sharpie was that fucking offense, Jimmy G scoring touchdowns, motherfucking. I want to say they rushed two of them bitches in there. I can't think of who Jimmy G threw it to. Oh, Debo. Debo. Jimmy G had, like, two decent ones, two decent t- – I'm kind of drunk. But two decent um throws. So, like. 49ers offense looked a little very – I mean, and this is against a decent Panthers defense. Last thing also, I'm going to note the injuries leaving this game. Uh, Baker got hurt. He was in a boot. So, P.J. Walker is suspected to be starting for the Panthers next week. Uh, they don't have anyone else. Pan- uh, 49ers, I think, got hurt more, though. 
They lost their starting safety, Jimmy Ward, and the cornerback, Emmanuel Mosby. Both are going to be out probably for the season. Ward with a broken hand, Mosley torn ACL. And Mosley was hurt last year. Then Mosley got the pick six. Uh, yeah. Like he's the, they was, he was cornerback number one. Then he got hurt last year early, out for the season. And then that's why, like, the Panthers – not the Panthers, the 49ers had a really bad pass defense last year. All their – a lot of their DBs are hurt. And it's looking like it's – that trend is happening again this year. So, hopefully they can – get some health on their way and get some good corners going, but their DBs are again starting to dwindle again. And uh, CMC was pissed leaving the game and rumors circulating that I'm hearing is the bills are looking to trade for him and they're willing to trade Devin Singletary and maybe a second round pick. They're, they're trying to work a deal for CMC because CMC doesn't seem to be happy right now. And the bills need a running back and another person that might be on the move, be able to look out Robbie Anderson. They're saying maybe the Packers, the Packers may go get Robbie Anderson for that deep threat that they've been looking for. That would actually be dumb fire. Oh, my gosh. But Matt Rule, gone. Fired. Out of there. He got the – he got the um, – I always want to hear the stories on how um, coaches get fired because I always feel like they're hilarious probably. But they owe him like $40 million or something like that. He's still he like in it too. He had like a seven-year contract. So if I'm him – I'm just taking a break, putting my feet up, not dealing with the stress of football. And then once my kids get annoying, go take one of them nice-ass college jobs. Tony, Nebraska, I said it since week two. I said he'll get fired and be the head coach by the end of the season for Nebraska. Maybe he's not by the end of the season. Maybe I'll shot the gun a little early. But he's already fired. Nebraska still needs a head coach. Nebraska paid their last head coach like a whole bunch. Of so, like, I wouldn't be shocked if Matt Rule goes there. And it's interesting because, like, this Panthers team has a lot of young. They've been bad for so long, so they got a lot of just young hitters. And it's like somebody's gonna get this team and mold them together. They're like technically Baker's still a former number one pick. Like like they have a lot of people that were young hitters, so like they might be able to figure something out. I'm big on that. They should have. They should have traded for Jimmy G. That's what they should have did. No cap. Jimmy G would have got. Uh, yeah, Jimmy G would have got some more wins other than that. What do they? The Panthers got a great defense and a great run game, and great weapons with DJ Moore, and Robbie Anderson, both 1K receivers. Next game, I was all over this one. This was fucking. I was put into a fucking newsletter and one of my betting websites for this game because it was the lock of the week. The Cowboys beating the Rams 22 to 10. And everything we said about the Bucks, I think we can say about the Rams. Their offense is not good right now. They're, if they play a good defense, I would even I would always take the good defense against this Rams offense. Cowboys defensive fumble, like Stafford fumble, ended up a uh, touchdown. And then the uh, Cowboys block a punt. Stafford getting sacks. Mika Parsons all over the place. And this is still the same Rams. They, he only throws at the cup and Higby. No cap. They're missing Robert Wood. They're missing Odell Beckham. But Tony Junji made the best point. This game, this team's at the best when they have an established running game so they can trick the offense. They can't trick they can, so they can trick the defense. They can't trick this defense. They know exactly where they're going. And Matthew Stafford's looked atrocious. Cam Akers so, looked bad. So it's interesting to see like what Sean McVay will have in the bag for the boys. But if they don't figure this out soon, they're not making the playoffs. Yeah, no, the Cam Akers and Darrell Henderson, both running backs, are just not doing shit. Like, not care, not doing nothing with their carries. And uh, 
Stafford, this is something. Him and Matt Ryan both got the same amount of sacks, 21, same touchdowns with five, and same interceptions with seven. And both of them have shitty-ass O-lines in front of them right now. And the Rams, ever since Whitworth retired, that O-line, like, that was the big question going into the year. And it, it is terrible. And this is no takeaway from the Cowboys. The defense has been balling five sacks. Hey, Cooper Cup, only thing good was Cooper Cup got his longest touchdown ever, 75 yarded. And guess who got Cooper Cup in fantasy? <laughs> uh, next game, Eagles beating the Cardinals 20-17. to This came down to the very last play here. How, what did you think of this game? Bro, man. This was fun. This was fun because like I wanted to watch this. I watched this game on the screen because I wanted to see the running quarterbacks go against each other. I thought it'd be really nice and stuff like that. I think I just think it's crazy that this game was so close. I really thought the Eagles was gonna take it and run with it, but the Cardinals start back. So is the Cardinals just a slow starting team or the Eagles? So this maybe ask the question: Is the Cardinals a slow starting team, or do the Eagles just have um just only work in spurts? Like they can only work. In spurts, because Dicker the kicker score is the one that got him got him the game winning touchdown. But they did game game save game winning field goal. But what like two minutes left? A minute left? Yep. Uh, I don't know. So I would just say because it's hard to judge this game. Because in this game, one of the big things I wrote down is I don't want to say the Cardinals look good. I just think the Eagles look bad. The Eagles, like you called it, you said this would be – you were kind of so weird about this game because you felt like Eagles would come back down to earth this game. And that's what I felt like I was watching. I felt like this uh, – especially in that second half, like Kyler being able to make some throws here and there on Slay and Bradbury. And I'm like, yeah, you're not going to win cornerback battle every week, but you do still have phenomenal corners. The, yeah. But that the big thing to me is – that la- so everyone's gonna talk about that last play where Kyler slid, and he spikes it, and they said he says that Cliff Kingsbury was in his ear telling him to spike the ball. So then that's what Kyler did. Now it's fourth down, and you got to kick a field goal. Field goal misses. One of the worst misses I've seen. That shit went way to the right. <laughs> that bitch was way over there. And they said it's in Arizona. There's no win like that. He just really that was a backup kicker, Matt Amador, this dude that got cut from um, by the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And my thing was like I understand what I was saying, but that the, the that play right there was a difference. We talked about it in the picks. That play was a difference between Jalen Hurts and Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is gonna slide right there, be short a yard. Jalen Hurts is gonna lower that shoulder because he's not sure if he's got the first down. Like he's like he's gonna fight for that one because he's not 100 percent certain if he got it yet. So he's gonna fucking lower the shoulder, get that yard. And now, now you got now you can work with it. So like, Kyler, like he's he's smaller. So I know he's not lowering the shoulder. I understand he's not a big guy, but like, I don't know. That's just one of the things I wrote down. Like I'm not saying like, I'm not big on Kyler, but that was one of the things right there. I was just like, bro, he should have lowered his shoulder, made sure he got that first down. But he can't do it. He's not built for that. Think would have separated his shit, no cap. But this was a great fucking game. The fact that it was close. I just want to know. DeAndre Hopkins comes back soon, sooner than soon. So what happens with this team is going to be very interesting because this is their time to stack up wins, and they haven't stacked up a lot. 
they're going to be – we're going to see because James Conner hasn't established no running presence. He's not looking like an RB1. They're looking like they fucking send out Chase Edmonds for no reason at this point. Uh, so when D-Hop gets back, I just think Kyler Murray's going to be throwing the ball 40 times a game to win type shit. I'll never forget, though. Well, don't forget, Kyler demanded money and still had two years left in his contract. Like, he was – he still had two years left in his full contract – and he got his two hundred million. He's been playing like shit since. I have the what is it? They fucking drop every week. They drop the stat, bro. Here it is. This is because it was double XP weekend, and of course Kyler Murray lost. And every time Call of Duty has double XP weekend, he is now three and forty three, and his old fucking dead. Yeah. So like maybe he's spending time gaming. Maybe this is why people in the contract has said when you watch film, you can't be playing games, can't be watching TV, can't be doing this, has to be strictly film. There's reasons for all this shit. They they can cover it up like, oh, we didn't mean no, y'all meant something when y'all put that in there. And it, I think it's starting to show. And this man demanded 200 million. He's not playing like he's worth it. And he's he's finessing. Nah, dead eyes, man. We still got two more games here. Let's wrap them up. We got our Sunday night football. Uh, we had the Ravens beating the Bengals. And what was a great game? Came down to the very last quarter. Ravens win 19 to 17. Division divisional. I think they're in the lead in the division now. So how do you how do you like this game? It's crazy that this division might not be shit, which is interesting. But this game was this game was another too close for comfort game. I think Lamar. He had a lot. He played. He had a lot of pros, but he also had a lot of cons. He had a lot of ups. He had some downs. And at the end of the day, they drove it down and they got into field goal range and they hit him. But those overthrow killer because like that's two touchdowns right there. Don't get me wrong. They was on the same drive within the same four down. But if you get those timing right with your receivers, and I think that's also the difference between him and like a receiver and another quarterback that has like a a Gabe Dave. I'm not saying Josh Allen, but if you had like a Gabe Davis or a DeAndre Hopkins or like even Devontae, Derek Carr and Devontae Adams, like you have a player like that, they're going to make those plays, make you look a little bit better on those plays. But he got what he got, man. They say the Ravens spend the least amount of money at wide receiver out of every out of all the um, teams. So you got to get his connections right. But the Bengals on the other side didn't play terrible. What the fuck happened to T. Higgins? He just didn't, like, I guess Humphrey, whoever was on him, didn't let his ass get nothing. Not a thing, because I'm zero. Zilch. Not Jamar a Chase, player. too, though. Like, Jamar Chase didn't have a great game. I think he scored that one touchdown to save the day, but, like, he's not having those 150-yard games. Nah, no cap. They're not going for that no more. But this wasn't a terrible game. I, I enjoyed it, but, like, it's interesting to see how both these teams go because I just think this is still like a illegitimate phase of the season. So it's tough for me to make final picks. Like, okay, the Ravens are good. The Ravens are a contender. They can win games. The Ravens can win games and they are a contender. But in the playoffs, they're not those little mistakes, these close games, these you stop scoring and Justin Tucker scores all the points after halftime. It's going to get you stuck. And I love the Ravens the day off. This is the game that we see Lamar play in, like, playoffs. And this is why people always give him his shit when, oh, in playoffs, you don't do the same thing. All the numbers are different versus the regular season. And the reason why is because the Bengals played the perfect defense. They kept the spy on him, whether it was the linebacker, whether it was the safety, whether it was the defensive end who's very athletic. 
and they never pushed. And that's the issue with teams. They'll run, oh, oh, Lamar's in front of me. I'm going to run him down and get the sack. Well, motherfucker, now Lamar's around you and he's out and there's no one behind you. They were like, they were like kind of slowing down, like waiting for him to make the first move. And he might get a yard or two, but we're going to get you right after that. We're not going to miss the first hit and let you take 50 more yards. And that's what they were doing. Lamar didn't have no big run. Lamar, every time he was about to get a run, he'll get grabbed from behind, get four yards. And like, he didn't, he wasn't able to like really take that, take that fucking, the, the, the break the back of the defense and kind of be like, yeah, y'all got to worry about this. Yeah. Oh, y'all stop all my passes. Well, here's a 50 yard run down your fucking throat. Like he wasn't able to do that. And it, it like only 19 points, a lot from Justin Tucker. And that's just how teams play the Ravens come playoff time. So he just has to just tying up. I'm telling you, it's right there. The mechanics are there. The arm power is there. You just got to get the timing down. And understand you got the receivers that you got, man. It's like you got to Aaron Rodgers, that motherfucker, if you need to slow it down for their ass. Uh, in our last game here to wrap up the recap, Monday night football. Raiders came out hot, bro. They were up, what, 17 nothing. 17 nothing. Second time Mahomes has came back from 17 point deficit to any one game. What did you see here Monday night? Bro, how many fucking 17 point deficits is motherfuckers gonna come back to this season? Like, I swear there's been a comeback every every week except last week. Like, it's fucking insane. But I saw Travis Kelsey is fucking unstoppable when it's time when it's you when it's time to score. That's what we've seen. We've seen motherfucking the Raiders are just the definition of a great team. Because, like, I wouldn't say I didn't pay attention to this game, but I was definitely asleep. So, motherfucking, <laughs> when I woke up and I'm seeing that, like, I fell asleep. It was, like, 17-0. I fucking lost another pick. Pat Mahomes for the losing my fucking fantasy. some bullshit. And I wake up and I see the Raiders trying to put on a final drive and shit. I'm like, whoa. And I watch Hunter Renfro and um Devontae Adams bump into each other and that killed it. So I think this Raiders, it's always interesting to see what this Raiders team is. And fucking Travis Kelsey, four touchdowns. I think he's the second tight end, and there's only ever been two to ever do that. Mike Dicka, I believe, did it way back in the day. Josh Jacobs, though, I mean, he is RB1 on the Raiders. Uh, people, I was big on maybe he won't be anymore because he played week zero. You know the week before preseason when it's like the internet, the, the, the Legends game or whatever? They had Josh Jacobs playing running back in that game when everyone else was like nobodies. So it was like, oh, maybe they don't want Josh Jacobs around. Well, Josh Jacobs, 21 carries, 154 yards, back-to-back games where he completely took the rock and dominated with it. He's he's RB1. Like that that whole shit about, oh, maybe they don't want him. No, he's solidified, I think. And the Chiefs were top three in rush defense going into this game, like only allowing 70 yards per game. So for him to double that, on the ass was like, okay, he's 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 back. Like, this is gonna be his year where we're talking about Josh Jacobs. Other thing is that roughing the passer on Chris Jones, just it's just as bad as the Falcons one. Like he got not only did he sack him, he stripped the ball out of his hand and put one arm down so he could brace the fall so he doesn't land on Derek Carr. And then skits up and starts running with it, and everything gets called back for roughing the passer. I'm even more pissed. One of my prop bets, plus 215 odds, which is massive for prop bets, was Chris Jones to get a sack this game. Not just for them to get a sack as a whole, for him particularly to get a sack this game. And it was right there, and then the refs took the money out of my mouth. Right, just took the food right off my plate. So fuck, <laughs> fuck everything I stand for. 
And uh, that shit, that shit really just pissed me off. That, I'm still having nightmares about that one. One thing I don't understand, really understand, is the Raiders going for two in that last, that that second and last drive. They could have tied it, maybe go to overtime. Y'all both playing a very even game. No, let's do what the analytics say. Let's go for two. There's all that stuff, and and, and now you now you lost twenty nine thirty. That was stupid. They they could have stopped. They could have got this like everyone butterfly effect. Maybe they don't stop the Chiefs the very next drive to get the ball back. But if they if all that still pans out, now you got the ball thirty thirty. You 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 can run the ball if you want to still. Like oh you if the whole playbook's open to get the field goal range. Yeah, I really think they could have scored that. It's off of Devontae Adams' the first pass. What do they call it? Out of bounds. Yeah, it was out of bounds. But it was one of those like if this was 1960s before they had technology to freeze flame, freeze frame everything, that would have been a catch note like ten times out of ten. And then Hunter Rapper, and then. I would say Devontae got jammed, so he ran into Hunter Renfro on his route. Yeah, it just happens. It was the worst time ever, but it happens. So the last thing we're going to hit on, because it's all over the media, Adams pushing the sound booth guy, cameraman guy, whoever he was, on his way out. I'm like – I don't care too much about the push, but I'm just more like, hey, if if, if he would have got up and whacked Devontae Adams because he didn't like, like he was a real gangster, like, oh, you pushed me, motherfucker, like get up and whack his ass, that like like that would have been his fault type shit. I don't know. I just didn't like how like people are mad at the booth guy. I'm like, the booth guy's doing his job. Like he's just fucking trying to get in. If someone probably told his ass, hey, bro, what the fuck are you doing over here? Supposed to be standing over there. And his ass was like, oh fuck, really? Okay, and started running over there, and then got fucking. I'm not going to say he tackled his ass, but he did a little shove, but he's carrying all that shit, you know, shit weighs, you know, fall. What did you think about the push? I haven't even seen it. I'm not going to lie. I've only people talking about it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Actually, let's watch it live. Let's watch my, my reaction to this shit live. Because I look at it like this. I actually worked that job on the sidelines. Yeah, I know. For the US. That's why I, I was like, I know Kev has been down there, like on the field. So like, I want to hear his take on it. Because I'm not saying he pushed him into oblivion like some people want to make it out to be. But he did definitely push him, and the guy fell. And now the guy filed a police report. Oh, damn. Damn. Yeah, guy, homeboy filed a police report on Devontae Adams. And the only reason why, if you know the law, the reason why he filed the police report is because he has a lawsuit coming. Like, you have to file that report if you want to pursue any lawsuit money shit. Devontae Adams did apologize immediately right after, but thoughts on the push alone? I mean, he didn't have to do that, but it happens. NFL's talking about they might suspend him for a week or two, so we'll we'll just be waiting to see. That's only going to hurt the Raiders even more, so we'll see. I mean, he was upset. He, he literally was furious after um, that, last, that last route, so I understand. I'm not going to say that, like, He's a monster. He's kind of just laying out his frustrations, and then there's somebody he didn't know in his face. But no, nah, homie, uh, you ain't had it. Uh, it's kind of one of those things. Like, homie, uh, I worked that job, so I understand like how close these people are supposed to be to you. Because I'm on the field, you're on the field with it right after the game. Like you're running down. Everybody's running to get the best possible shot at um 
people shaking hands and shit. So I know how hectic that is at the end of the game, especially like that. And he probably was trying to get to the spot where he was supposed to be at. So, uh, you didn't have to do it, homie, but it happened. So I'm not saying that shit was all the way fucked up. He apologized. I was just going to have a one-on-one conversation. But if bro wants to get paid off of that shit, let bro get paid. Yeah, that's that, that my take. I'm like, I'm not even mad at homeboy soon. I'm like, hey, bro, like, if someone's, if my lawyer's like, call, the lawyer probably called his ass. Hey, bro, uh, I can get you a million dollars right now. <laughs> no cap. Remember, you didn't want to play with Aaron Rodgers? Why? Because he got money now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so this, this is what you got to do. But, yeah, we only have to talk about it because it's all over the media. It's probably the biggest thing, especially because it happened at the, the very last game of the week, prime time. And the end of the game. So, like, all eyes are on the players at this point. It literally, it literally is the closing of week five, the last possible thing to happen. So, now we'll talk about it until week six starts. He pushed the fuck out of that motherfucker. I'm not going to lie. Breath flew. <laughs> <laughs> but, Cab, break it down. Send us out. That's been a good week, I think. Hey, man, I guess it's here goes the breakdown from me and my badass cat that kept wanting to get in the motherfucking podcast. Knowing you ain't watching no football with me sleeping the whole motherfucking time. But if you don't, if you didn't know, I don't mind. I think she doesn't mind telling you that this has been another episode of Totally Good Podcast, week five pre- recap, man. We, Paul went in something in four. I went in eight, nine, and five, right? Uh, uh, ten and four, Kev, eight and six. Eight and six, man. So we're going to do, I got to do better next week. So that means you need to catch us on the preview. You need to drop a like. You need to subscribe. And you need to talk to your homie in the back because he's Don't you step into this box if you're not batting Then my gang got tools, you can